Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is. It is another episode of the Extra Yard here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Alex Dono alongside former Miami Dolphin Troy Stratford. Troy, crying towel week once again. We've been doing these all regular season long, and I can't even remember the last time the Dolphins won a game. But how are you? What a what a difference from the first three games to the last three games, right? Yeah. Your Dolphin fan. Just sitting there saying that this is happening, this is happening, and then all of a sudden, Tua goes down and things start going south a little bit. I'm believing there's a little more clamoring for Tua to get back out there for those who are not concerned about the injury to the head. But, boy, the Miami Dolphins, not only Tua, they suffer so many injuries, playing without starters, got guys going down inside games. It's been a rough three weeks, and particularly yesterday. If you look at yesterday's game, and this is why I'm not a stat guy, right? You look at the stats, and you say the Miami Dolphins spanked them. Like, Miami Dolphins put up some impressive numbers that were out there, but just like the Miami Dolphins have been winning the first three games by making big plays, those big plays were made against the Miami Dolphins yesterday. Yeah, um it's it's starting to feel like this team is cursed troy you know the the last the last three times including this year that the dolphins have started three and oh three and three after a three and oh start now every time it was think 2013 2018 and now 2022 and the last previous two times anyway because there's still plenty of football left this year but the previous two times they started three and oh they didn't make the playoffs either time so 
And, and Way you talked bring about, me down, Donald. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins yeah. did a good enough job yesterday bringing me down, but now you're giving me all of this history. Well, we just strange. we need to stop starting three and zero. Like we have a better chance to make the playoffs if we start like zero and one or one and one. Just let's stop going three and zero, and we're good. Exactly. They should have followed Jilly. You know, like when you got the schedule and you went down, you went win, loss, win. If they had followed Jill Blueprint, maybe they'd be like four and one or five and one right now. Yeah. So. Just to keep track of, uh, and again, I know we talked about Murphy's Law last week. It felt like Murphy's Law again in this 24-16 to loss to the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, listen, credit to the Vikings. Um, you know, I, I thought the Dolphins were doing a really good job against Kirk Cousins and, and Justin Jefferson and that offense until late because, you know, the defense just kind of broke a little bit. But I think that happens when, you know, you've, you've been trying to keep these guys locked down for so long. And then Dalvin Cook has that big run when you were trying yes. to mount to comeback, but just and like they you were think about him and check. Yeah, right? they were. And as I've seen it time and time again with Dalvin cook, cause uh, you know, I'm a Miami fan, a hurricanes fan. And I watched this guy just rip my heart out of my chest so many times when he was with Florida state, like you think you're doing a decent job against him and he's going to rip a 53 yard run when you least expect it. But talking about the injury. So the dolphins go into this game yesterday without, of course, Tua. Without Teron Armstead, who man, um, oh, listen. missed desperately yesterday. He's it, it, the guy; like he hasn't practiced all year, and he's he. I, we knew he was an injury liability coming in, but he's lived up to that injury liability billing so far. You know, no Cater Kohu uh, among others to start the game. Obviously, Byron Jones on the pup list. Like during the game, you know, Nick Needham tears his Achilles. I feel terrible for this guy because that's obviously a season ender. Uh, Keon Crossan leaves the game. Skylar Thompson starts the game at quarterback and he exits early second quarter with a thumb injury. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And and let's talk about that, Troy. Let's talk about that a little bit, because honestly, um, uh, you know, obviously we missed Tua and we'll talk about Tua because I think he's coming back this week, but I thought the Dolphins would have had a much better chance to win that game if they hadn't lost Skylar Thompson because Teddy Bridgewater didn't really look ready to play to me. And Skylar was doing an okay job. Skylar, I can remember the very first drive, offensive drive for the Miami Dolphins. I just looked at the play calling and I said, okay, they're not intimidated here. They're not worried about him playing. They have confidence in him. And you can see when a coach has confidence in you or if you lacks confidence in you just from a play calling. And early on, you know, I'm sitting next to a couple guys and I go, they're ready to play. Like they're not, you know, putting handcuffs on him. They're not going to baby him. They're going to open this thing up. And unfortunately, like you said, he had to leave the ball game. So two straight weeks, obviously two straight weeks with no Tua available, but each time the guy that was prepared the entire week to be the starting quarterback (laughs) Gets knocked out early in the game. I mean, against the Jets, it happened on the very first play. Uh, You know, it happens, I think it was early second quarter that it happened to Skyler. And by the way, I do have to complain a little bit about this new concussion protocol. I know that like a lot of the players that speak say, hey, we appreciate the fact that they are trying to protect us. Right. That, you know, they, they don't want our brains to turn into jello by the time we're 40. Like they're trying to protect us. But this system, it it screwed over the Dolphins because Teddy Bridgewater did not have a concussion last week. Did not have a concussion. In fact, he never I stumbled. He was in, I thought he was in protocol. 
He was in protocol, but the reason why he was in protocol was they now the new system, the new tool rules is they have spotters, aka snitches, like in in the stadium, <laughs> watching to see if they see somebody stumble, and if somebody if they think somebody stumbles, which is completely subjective because they don't even have to provide video proof. If they see somebody stumble, they say, yeah, we're going to rule him out for the rest of the game. That's what they did with Teddy Bridgewater. And then two local TV stations had the full video of Teddy after he took that hit against the Jets, and they just they they aired the live raw footage, the raw footage, and he didn't stumble. Like, it was, it was a fantasy. So he was in the protocol because of a stumble that didn't happen. So he couldn't practice all week. So Mike McDaniel, I thought, made the right decision. Like, hey, even though Teddy's technically our number two, uh, and we know he's going to get cleared by Sunday, but if he can't get cleared until late in the week, we want to be able to prepare Skylar Thompson to be right. the starter all week long. That's what they did. Uh, but then Skylar gets knocked out, and then for the second straight week, you've got to play a quarterback for the vast majority of the game who wasn't really prepared to start. Teddy put up some some good numbers in the game. Yeah. Unfortunate, like I didn't know that whole scenario that you just described to me, you know, the protocol – I just thought he had a concussion. I didn't even hear the part where he did not have a concussion, but someone saw him stumble somewhere. Uh, that's a tough call right there. Maybe more tweaks coming to these new rules that the Miami Dolphins, not, well, that the NFL put into place trying to protect these quarterbacks because, you know, one false step, I mean, that happens in a football game. You yeah. get up and you're just like, wait a minute, <laughs> let me get my bearings together here. And you take a stumble, and you mean tell me that they're going to sit you down because of that? Uh, they're going to have more problems if it comes to that. No, and I was listening to uh, to Teddy. He spoke to the media after the game yesterday, and like they asked him about that, about how like getting up after hits now, because players have got to think about it. Like you get knocked down, right? Now you've got to be careful. Like when I get up, I be I better not trip over something, or they're better gonna not out. shake your head. You yeah, better not go like that. <laughs> so Teddy had this great line. He says, your pop-up game has got to be on point, he said. He's right. <laughs> He's right. You better get some pop-up game. Absolutely. The pop-up game has got to be on point. And, yeah, Bridgewater did put up some big numbers. 23 for 34, 329 yards, two touchdowns, both to Mike Gesicki. Uh, Gesicki played very well. The, the problem was, you know, two interceptions also. And then, yeah. God, Troy. Uh, speaking of turnovers, right? Because one thing wow. we can talk about the Teddy interceptions, but and, and one of them was deflected off the same guy who fumbled. I never thought we would come out of a game saying, "Wow, like two really costly Jalen Waddle mistakes." Right, help the cost maker. That's not who he is, but that fumble no. was brutal. The Dolphins might have come back to win that game. Miami Dolphins were going on a nice drive. It looks like they were going to score then. So that was the second drive in the game that was very important for the Miami Dolphins in against the Miami Dolphins because that first drive in the second quarter, I believe it was the second quarter when they had five penalties on that one drive. Yes. And they raced 60 yards and they were in this inside the 15 on both of those drives. The Miami Dolphins, they just ran into potluck. Like it just did not fall their way. And then Back to Waddle, the playmaker. That's all we see him do is make plays, make plays, make plays. And he comes up with a big, costly fumble there, and he had a drop ball as well. So mm -hmm. it was a tough outing for Waddle, you know? It was, it was a long night for him, I'm sure. 
The Dolphins' defense, uh, Troy, I, I thought looked really impressive, and that was despite a lot of injuries to the defensive secondary. Noah Igbenogany looked really good in coverage, Troy. I think he uh, graded out second best on the Dolphins in coverage. I think Brandon Jones had the highest PFF grade in coverage, and then Noah Igbo had the second most. Um, so it, it was it was nice to see that they were pressuring Kirk Cousins big time. Alandon Roberts had a big game. He had a sack and a half, a couple of TFL in that one. Uh, and yeah, you can say, oh, well, they gave up, you know, 53 yard touchdown. They gave up 24 points. But, um, you know, that comes down to me to complimentary football. The offense has got to live up to their side of the bargain. I, right. I thought overall the Dolphins defense played well enough to win that game. And early in the season when the Miami Dolphins were winning, we were sitting here talking about the Miami Dolphins, have, they have won three different ways. Yeah. And that was because the entire team was playing together. And now all of a sudden you get one side that's playing well and the other side, they're off a little bit. They didn't pick each other up. So it didn't come together. Special teams has not looked very good for the Miami Dolphins here lately. Uh, so the Miami Dolphins, this is one of those, okay, we got to calm down a little bit, go back to the drawing board, pick out our favorite plate. They got to get healthy, first of all. But, I, you know, I don't want to use that as an excuse, but you could definitely sit there and say the Miami Dolphins, obviously not at full strength. But they just got to slow it down, start it all over, and start games fast once again. I thought they came out ready to play against Minnesota. I just think so many big plays happen. Not so many, but big plays happen just, that just kind of took the sale out of them. And they, they just couldn't recover from it. Did they need to, like, find any more sources of amusement in the locker room and get rid of them? Like, you followed that whole saga, which was, like, such a joke to me about the ping pong tables, how they got rid of the ping pong tables. And, wait, did they really get rid of them to focus? Or are the tables being resurfaced? Like, what's going I mean, you, you you were in NFL locker rooms, Troy. I mean, all that, like, if, if you talk about getting rid of, like, recreational materials, that, that's just all optics, right? Like, you do that just for the media, for the narrative. Well, you, you, go, around, you go around today's facilities, and they are built and designed to keep you there, make you yes. comfortable. You don't want to leave. Like, they, whatever you want, video games, ping pong tables, pool tables, whatever it is that the players want and that the coaches believe will keep those guys engaged in the building as opposed to as soon as practice is over, everyone's jumping in their car and they're hitting, you know, the exit. So the Miami Dolphins, I don't know if – I'm not a big fan of that. If you like to play ping pong or whatever it is, go play. Like That's one of the few, that's one of the few sports that I'm decent at, if you call it a sport. Ping pong. I mean, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm decent at ping pong. You got good backhand, like curve? Oh, good backhand, good forehand, good hands, okay. period. All right. Can you play tennis? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not well. I mean, I, I have played tennis, but I'm okay. much better because uh, ping pong, you know, it's, it's a lot more stationary, right? It's like the, the yeah. fast uh, twitch brain muscles versus the actual lateral movement. I'm much better with that. I was on the tour once and I went over to, no, I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. I was <laughs> not on the ping pong tour. Oh man. I'm talking to Forrest Gump over here with this, uh, with this yeah. professional, professional yeah. ping pong. So, you know, we are, we are expecting um, this coming weekend and the Dolphins have a primetime game this Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers who are, you know, not your granddaddy Steelers. 
But uh, big we're win yesterday. That was a big win yesterday. They got they got momentum. We don't have any momentum, but maybe we'll have some momentum because it looks like Tua Tungavailoa is going to be back as the Dolphins' starting quarterback. Troy, uh, I definitely I have some concerns in the standpoint of it's been a while since we've seen Tua, and of course the last time we saw him was one of the most frightening scenes, probably the most frightening injury scene of the football season so far, and. The Dolphins' offensive line has been in rough shape. I hope Tua's return coincides with a Teron Armstead return. So every time Uno drops back to pass, I'm going to be holding my breath, Troy, because I'm 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 worried because I I'm no doctor, but I you know I've always been told suffering concussions makes you more susceptible to future concussions. Uh, it's it's going to be a while before I get used to watching Tua drop back again. What I see happening is a game plan where they're going to get that ball out of his hand as fast as they can. So whereas we see short passes a number of times, the Miami Dolphins, they will have to carefully pick and choose. And I'm talking about two in particular. Mm-hmm. They have to pick and choose when they're going to extend or try to extend that defense. Because if I'm the Steelers going up against the Miami Dolphins this week, and remember, we got an old coach that's coming down here and knows the Miami Dolphins pretty well, even though the offense is different. He's going to come down here and say, if he, uh, if I'm thinking about this, I'm sure he's thinking about this. He's going to sit there and say, they're going to try and get the ball out of his hands fast. They're going to try and go like this. So we're going to tighten up a little bit. We're going to try and get to the quarterback because Tua does not want to take any hits. And if Tua is smart, I told you before we start the show, Tua has to get that mentality that I can't win on this play. I'm not going to extend this play. I'm going to line up the very next play and try and beat you on that play. And when you get that mindset, you don't have to take these hits. Now, sometimes they're just unavoidable. You know, Mm. they bring the house or whatever. Someone comes clean. And it's unavoidable, but do not allow it to be your fault that you're taking a hit because you're trying to wait one more second for that wide receiver to come open. You just got to line up the next play. You just have to. And the running game has to work this week. I want to get to the running game, but first let's talk about holding on to the football too long. Bridgewater was doing that yesterday. I mean, that was that that was driving me crazy. Like, just just get rid of it. If no one's open, throw it away, live to fight another play like the Dolphins took a lot of sacks. They took some unnecessary sacks. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed in Teddy. Right. And and I, you know, I guess, OK, maybe I, I hear it in your voice. I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, maybe I should give him like a half a hall pass because, you know, he couldn't practice for most of the week. So maybe I should give him a half a hall pass. But at the same time. This guy, he's been in the league for so long, right? If, if you were talking about a rookie backup, like, okay, so last week, Skyler had to do the reverse of what he did yesterday. Last week, Skyler was called upon on a second's notice because Teddy gets knocked out of the game, and he looked like a seventh-round rookie. You expect that from a rookie who you drafted in the seventh round. Right. So Teddy Bridgewater's in that situation. He has to come in on a second's notice. He didn't really look prepared to play to me, Troy. I'm disappointed. You know, we're very hard on quarterbacks, especially when they're not performing well. But from a quarterback's perspective, he's sitting there and he he's seeing that that wide receiver is about to come open. 
He's sitting there saying, I can hang in here one more second and I could get it to him because I see he's about to create some separation. And sometimes that's your downfall. You know, all of a sudden that tackle, you know, he can't hold his block any longer or the blitz is finally catching up to you. You just got to get rid of that thing. And again, you got to, you just got to have that mentality. It's like, okay, I'm not going to win on this play, but I'm going to try and win on the next play. I used to laugh at Marino all the time. Whenever he threw an interception, you know, I think I told us, but whenever he threw an interception, you know, we would joke with him in the locker room watching film study or whatever. And it's like, damn, why, why did you go make a tackle? He's like, they don't pay me to tackle. I'll get him the next play. I'll get it back. And that was his mentality. He's like, okay, I messed up, but I'm coming right back at you. And that's the mentality that the Miami Dolphins, in particular with that offensive line and the injuries that they've been suffering, they have to play that way so that they can finish a football game and not take unnecessary punishment. You're my expert in the running game. Like how much more with so many offensive linemen out, um, how much more should we expect when the Dolphins run the football? Another, you know, and they, they haven't had a good running performance all year, Troy. Uh, 20 carries for as a team, 73 yards. Uh, Raheem Mostert, as he's been the last few weeks, was the best of the bunch, but nobody was great. Mostert uh, had 14 carries for 49 yards. Uh, how, how do we get this running game going, or do we just need every offensive lineman back before we can do that? I really don't know, Donald. I really don't know. My thinking is this. The mentality offensively for the Miami Dolphins, I believe this is a pass-first team. And they are kind of geared that way. And now they may have to change a little bit and put their foot on the pedal and say, hey, we're coming off the ball this week and we're going to start driving some people out of the way because we have to get the running game going. It's a mentality thing. We, We talked before where offensive linemen, they absolutely love to run block much more than pass block because I mean, you got some great athletes on the other side of the football with tremendous speed over there, and they're coming, right? When you are running the football, you are dictating the tone of the football game. Now, the question, the thing, the answer is you you have to be successful. Like, you can't just run the ball just to run the ball, get two yards. You have to make a commitment to it that, okay, We're going to take these five, seven plays, right? And we are going to run these plays to death. And all you have to do is come off the ball, create a scene, and let the running back do his work. So I just think it has to change a little bit just to thinking of the approach in this football game. You know, Pittsburgh, the defense is not what it used to be. They've had some injuries as well. But you could bet they're going to be ready to play against the Miami Dolphins coming down here. It's going to be a a hot day for them as well. So hopefully that will play a little bit of a role in this game as well. So it's just interesting. But I just think it's a mindset when it comes to the offensive line because they're struggling pass block. They're just struggling. They're not blocking anyone. (laughs) 
They're not. And, well, and I know the Steelers linebackers are going to be ready because you know who coaches that unit, old Brian Flores. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's going to be – it's like – I don't know, Troy. I feel like for the narratives, this is a must-win game on Sunday because <laughs> you're, you're going up against – Must-win. You're going up against B-Flow. Yeah. Um, you know, this – it looks like Tua is going to come back from concussion, so he'll be potentially starting for the first time in three weeks. Flo didn't like – Blow didn't like Tua, right? No, he and so like he didn't if, believe in Tua. Yeah, so if if Tua doesn't play well, we're only proving Flores right. Um, th this is the week that Stephen Ross comes off suspension, so he's gonna be back. Like we can't lose, we can't lose this game to Flow when you got Tua back and Stephen Ross back. We gotta win this game. It's also uh, alumni weekend, so all the former Dolphins will be in the house. They're honoring the '72 undefeated team as well. So that place is going to be jumping, and Tua is yeah. going to come through that tunnel, and you're going to hear an ovation for Tua that you've never heard since he has been on the Miami Dolphins. Well, maybe outside of the first time he came out for a practice wearing a Miami Dolphin uniform or whatever, but that roar of the crowd when he comes out on Sunday is going to be pretty wild. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be special. Sunday night, actually. Sunday yes, night. it's a night game, which unfortunately yes. that, that that gets the Steelers off the hook a little bit with the heat. That's true. Yeah, they just don't lose with two. Eddie, listen, he's he's right, right? The, uh, the 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 three games the Dolphins have lost have been the games where Tua didn't finish or didn't start. You know, we have uh, we have somebody saying uh, Skyler looks good as Tua maybe better. Even I won't say that, Troy. Even say I what? the. The, the, he he says Skyler Skyler looks as good or better than Tua. This texture says this. Uh, no, I'm not going that far. I'm not going oh, that far either. <laughs> the body of work is definitely no. Not it's, there. it's ridiculous. Tua was playing outstanding football. All right, I would go as far as to say I would go as far as to say that the Dolphins would have had a better chance of winning yesterday if Skyler could have stayed in the game over Teddy, not over Tua. Right, if if Tua had played. Uh, it, it could have been different. Like, and honestly, it's not just Tua because I know that you know our, our boss Ethan Skolnick. I, I think has been he's been nonstop on Twitter. He's like, I, I think he's Tua's biggest fan. Or actually, there's there's a few others of those in this chat. But Ethan keeps talking about how much this team misses Tua, 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 and he's right. But I'm also gonna say, how much do they miss Teron Armstead? How much do they miss Byron Jones? How there's a number of guys who have been out. And it all takes an effect, right? You know, Tua oh, is playing very well. He is your quarterback. But let's not pretend Tua is the only guy who was missing yesterday. If the Dolphins had everyone else in there but Tua, they'd probably win that game. I think you're right on that. I think Ethan is right as well. That quarterback, all of a sudden, is, as much as people were down on Tua prior to the start of this season, that slowly and then quickly changed after those yeah. first three games. And then when Tua goes down, people are like, oh, my goodness, I want Tua back in here. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you wanted Tua in another state playing for another football <laughs> team. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> you want Tua back on the field for yeah. the Miami Dolphins, I guess, considering what was coming on the field after him. I like Skyler as well. I think Teddy, if he has to play more – He'll be even better when he's out there, or at least I hope so. But make no mistake about it. Yeah, this is Tua's team. <laughs> so I just hope he stays healthy, man. Well, it's Tua's team, and 
it's also Tyreek Hill's team. And we're going to talk more about Tyreek after we talk about prize picks. Uh, Why is it, Troy? Hold on. I want to make sure everybody can see our prize picks code here. Make sure when you sign up at prizepicks.com or the prize picks mobile app, you use our code five. That's F I V E. I don't know what, why is my hand green screening today? I don't understand this. Why am I, I'm, I'm a, this is, you know what this is like? You ever seen the movie back to the future when the pick, when Marty McFly like starts to disappear because he's got to get his parents together in uh, I remember 1955. The movie. I don't remember the scene. I do remember though. Yeah, so like he he's like in the process of ceasing to exist, and so his hand starts to disappear. Uh, I'm I'm Marty McFly right now. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm disappearing into the universe right now. That's never a problem when you use Prize Picks. Prize Picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. Troy and I have been playing Prize Picks all season long. I play some of the college selections on there. I play a lot of the NFL selections. All you do is you go into Prize Picks on the mobile app. And you look at the board, uh, the big board, and I'm looking right now for Monday Night Football. Does it seem like, do, do the Broncos play every Monday? Does that garbage heap of a team? It, it seems like the Broncos play like every Monday night, Troy, because whenever we're doing prize picks, we're always doing Russell Wilson over-unders. I'm just going to start taking the unders every single week, right? So you simply select at prizepicks.com two, three, four, or five players and predict if they're going to go over or under or various under. stat projections. And if you get all your selections right, you win real money. It's a lot of fun. It's really easy. If you do two selections, you have obviously have a better chance. If you're really bold, go with five. You win a lot more money back. But I'm looking at – so we got Russell Wilson against my dude, Justin Herbert. Uh, the, the number for Russell Wilson, Troy, over or under 230 and a half passing yards. Ooh, I'm smashing the under just out of principle. That is low. He's stealing money. Five. Wow. So you're saying under 235. Under 230.5. He's a bum. He's finished. I'm going under. Now, that being said, watch Russell Wilson come out here and have one of those old Russell Wilson games. This is a divisional game. I'm sure they will not throw up a stinker like they did last week. Yeah, I, I think they scored Three points, six points, or nine points. One of terrible. He didn't have any touchdown passes. Uh, I'm going to say... Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm going to say over. You're going to say I'm over. I'm going to say over. Okay, okay. Yeah. I kind of agree with my man Devin down here. I can't watch another Broncos game, he says. Like, honestly, Troy, I I, I worked late last night. I haven't watched uh, Sunday night's episode of House of the Dragon. I might just do that tonight and just all, you know, if, if anything good happens on Monday night. Well, actually, you know what? I got to watch because I love Justin Herbert, so I will watch tonight. I think I'm going to watch – I hate to say it, but 
think I'm gonna watch the Yankee game. Yeah, I'm a Met fan. See, I forgot that baseball even exists, and it's the playoffs, I know. and I still, I yeah. still don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I still playoffs don't care. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, look at my but guy. I can't Al- watch the Broncos either. I can't watch him either. Uh, you know, I know why Alfredo's going to be watching. He says, "What is the over under on backbreaking game losing pick sixes for Justin Herbert? How dare you?" That's one thing. Like, Alf, if you want to prop up Tua with your propaganda, pro Tua, which is, you know what? I'm a Tua guy now. I Tua, I've loved you all along. It was just tough love. It's one thing to prop up Tua. You start coming at me with Justin Herbert slander, the man coached by my goat, Mario Cristobal. You cannot come at me with this Justin Herbert slander. He's going to have uh, – this guy will throw six touchdowns tonight, and then he'll throw one pick, and I'll see Alfredo on Twitter like, oh, that was a terrible pick again by Justin Herbert. I know what's going to happen. He, he does have a little bit of a knack for that. He does. Throwing that, making that one play that kind of cost them. And, I mean, they come at some crucial moments. You'll see crunch time. Didn't I love him as a quarterback them, as well. Go yeah, ahead. Didn't one of them he threw a pick six after getting his ribs blasted, or was that before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He shows toughness. You know, yeah, he does. He does. He shows toughness, but he's still going to throw an interception. Now, that's the prize pick right there. Over under on interceptions by Herbert. Hold on, let me let me see if they if they have a. Uh, I don't know if they have a selection for that. Hold on. It might be a five. <laughs> I, I don't. Wow. Okay. Oh, here it is. They do have a. They do have a selection for that. Okay. All right. So here you go. So go I know Alfredo and Troy will be taking over half an interception on Justin Herbert. Is that what you're oh, going with? Absolutely. <laughs> this is no brainer. I might lock that in as well. Actually, it's not. It's He's, not a bad pick. He's throwing one, at least one. Right? I'm going to lock that in, too. I'm going to throw one also. Yeah. I think that might be my three, uh, my trio selection. I'm going to go Herbert over 265 and a half passing yards. Okay. I'm going to go both Herbert and Russ to throw over half an interception. I think that's going to be my three person that's mine selection. Too. I'm yeah. doing that one. So how do we do last week? Do you remember? Uh, I know I didn't win. <laughs> so I don't think we did well. <laughs> That's all that counts. The advice of it, I, I don't remember who cost us, but I, I did I did like a three-person selection last time. And I know I didn't because I, I check like, oh, do I have any any extra money in my – nope, not today. <laughs> so I know I know I did. And you always throw me off on the college pick them. Uh, like for a couple weeks, I started taking – uh, and I, you know, I love Tyler Van Dyke, but you know, we we're, I, I was a little bit disillusioned with TVD for a couple of weeks. The UM quarterback, because he struggled yeah. for a while. Then I started taking Tyler unders, and now he's throwing for like 350, 496 every game. So, so I'm the mush. You You're welcome, the Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Jinx then. <laughs> what you say is the opposite of that's what's happening, right? I had one yesterday. I had two no brainers. But then I get greedy and I throw one in there and Aww. it cost me. So Aww. who it was the shootout, the, the Kansas City Buffalo game. Oh, that was that was a crazy Both game. Quarterbacks over. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. they're gonna go over. Yeah. Blow it right out the water. I'll and tell you all I needed was one touchdown. Oh, I think it was two. It was two touchdowns I needed. Uh Arizona's quarterback. Oh, Kyler Murray. Yeah. yeah, they're struggling. Yeah, they're they're really. What did they but score? They nine made, points they, yesterday. 
they just uh, made a nice trade. So Robbie Anderson, you saw right. that in yeah. Carolina. They got rid of him quick. Yeah, they sure did. Got rid of him quick. I'll tell you, one of uh, I think I think I went two and zero. Actually, you know what? I didn't. I went one and one in my NFL bets yesterday because I had I had a two team parlay. And then I I jump ship and do because like so, sometimes the websites let you cash out like with like you don't lose all your money so I I, I jump ship and I cashed out and thankfully I did because my my winning parlay involved the New York Jets losing and when I realized they probably weren't going to lose I cashed out but I did I I won a bet on that uh, on that Buffalo Kansas City game because I had Buffalo minus two and a half. Uh-huh. And first half, I wasn't feeling too good about it, but they ended up winning and covering because they won, I think, by four. I needed uh, at least a two-and-a-half-point win. So, you know, for people who call me the mush, every now and then I get lucky. Every now and then I get lucky. And I get lucky more often than not on prize picks. So sign up. It's very easy. Prizepicks.com or the Prize Picks mobile app, which is a free app. Uh, you you create an account, which takes minutes. And then when you make your first deposit – and Price picks, fully legal. You can easily make deposits through PayPal, credit cards, all that good stuff. When you make your deposit, use our code 5, F-I-V-E. And they're going to match your first deposit 100% up to $100. So I would the best value you're going to get is, I mean, if you want to deposit 5 bucks and get an extra 5 bucks, you can do that. But the best value is deposit 100 bucks. They're going to give you $100 uh, free on top of that. So check it out. Price picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. I love it. Yeah, it, it, it is a really good time. Um, wait, hold, yeah. What is? Oh, and, and th- thanks again for the uh, for the super chat, Josh. We love it. Herbert has only thrown six touchdowns in his dreams, though. Troy, like, why? Can, can you explain to me why? Because I look at every quarterback as an independent entity, right? Um, I don't understand why, like the super Tua fanboys, and I, I guess I'm a Tua fanboy because I'm a Dolphin fan. I root for every player that puts on a Dolphin uniform, but I don't understand why the Tua fanboys like take so much satisfaction whenever Justin Herbert makes a mistake, right? Like because all everyone threw Herbert in the Dolphins' face when they took Tua, and Tua did not perform the way he performed. In his rookie year, and then his second year. So whenever Tua does something wrong, and then they watch the four o'clock game, and here he is throwing the football all over the field. But he is Philip Rivers. He's going to throw an interception late in the ball game in crunch time. It's going to happen. But that's why they always bring his name. He is forever attached to Tua because a lot of people's like, "Oh, who Herbert was my guy. I said take him. I wasn't one of them." I wasn't either. I, I, I was a Tua guy. I was one of them. Oh. Yeah, I was. I was definitely a Tua guy. Although I should have known because, like, uh, I think it was three years ago at Pac. I, I covered Pac-12 Media Days, and I got to have a one-on-one, face-to-face conversation with Justin Herbert. The guy's a giant. I should have realized that day. He's a stud. I got to talk with Mario Cristobal. I'm actually the reason why Cristobal is coaching the Canes because three years ago, when he was the coach of Oregon, I'm like. What are you doing out there in Eugene? Like we, we miss you. We miss you here in South. Come on. I, I really said that to him. I said, come well, on. It had, it had nothing to do with those millions of dollars they threw at him and you know, coming back home to be around his family. His wife is from South Florida, also, no. I believe. <laughs> had nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. It, it, was, it was all it you. was all me. 
okay. It, it was all me. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, I look at every quarterback like a separate entity. Because even though I know, like, a lot of Dolphin fans, they hate Tom Brady. Uh, you know, he played in New England for 20 years. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. Like, I, I'm I'm really sad that he's getting a divorce because I want true love to always last forever. I see all these Dolphin fans are like, oh, look at this loser. Giselle's divorcing your ass. I hate I love Tom Brady. This guy's the best of all. I, I've had the privilege of watching the greatest of all time for the last 23 years. You're confusing me, Donald. Like, you, I'd rather you say, or rather hear you say, I respect Tom Brady. I don't oh, love Tom I Brady. Love he didn't wear a Dolphin uniform. I respect no, he didn't. the hell out of Tom Brady. Like, he's one of the best. If not, no, he is the best. He is the best one. But love? No. I love him. No. Well, listen, even if I weren't a Dolphin fan, and I am, I would still love Dan Marino because it was an honor watching that man throw the football for my entire childhood and into my adulthood. Like, it was an absolute honor. And I happen to be a Dolphin fan, so I had the privilege of watching Dan Marino a handful of times in person on TV every Sunday. But even if I were a Patriots fan, I would say, you know what? I, I respect and love the hell out of Dan Marino. I, I, I respect all great quarterbacks. I love Phillip Rivers, too, by the way. I was a huge Phillip Rivers oh, fan. Phillip Rivers, he kept you in the game. Like, you weren't yeah. leaving the game early because Phillip Rivers was going to come back. He was going to have his team in position to win, to pull yep. it out. He just didn't pull it up. Right. He throw the big interceptions. I love Alfredo writes it. Now all that Justin Herbert needs to be Phillip Rivers is to have 12 kids. Oh, my goodness. I know. What is that? <laughs> He's got a whole litter of children, Philip Rivers. Crazy. A litter. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got so many kids. like, And none of them are twins, right? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I haven't gotten the DNA tests back. I, I, I haven't done right. research on that. <laughs> I don't know if they're twins or not. I don't know, but that's a good keep, call, though. Keep me posted on that one. I will keep you, I'm going to do some investigating on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tua fans are jealous and petty, Dave writes in. Uh, you know, I just, uh, I just, I sit back and enjoy it. Like, I see Dolphin fans will fight over, like, I, I see some weirdos, you know, if, if Skylar Thompson, you know, ma makes a bad play or if Teddy throws an interception, they're like, you see these guys suck compared to Tua. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, these are the second and third string quarterbacks. Like, what, what, what kind of a point are you trying to prove? Of course we want our starting quarterback. Of course we want our, our QB1 to be back next week. I believe people early on in someone's career, whether it's in college where they take a liking to someone, they take a liking to them, no matter what stage it is, they always like that play. Like right. you're talking about Herbert right there. You know, you liked him when he was at Oregon. You watched him because of Cristobal. So you had a little bit of a background knowledge on him, and you liked him then. You will always like him. I don't know what happened with the Tua thing. You liked Tua when he was coming out of the draft. I did. You just didn't like him, him the first two years. But, again, that was the whole system and no talent around him. And <laughs> yeah. speaking of talent, how about Tyreek Hill? Oh, I'm glad you got me back on track with that. I Okay, so Tyreek Hill, he is the type of receiver. He is so valuable, Troy, that he's going to find a way to make big-time plays, game-changing plays, no matter who his quarterback is. I, and, right. and I think that's a rare breed because sometimes people have a debate. 
Does a quarterback make a receiver better? Does a receiver, right. receiver make a I think it depends on how good the quarterback is or how good the receiver is. I think in the case of Tyreek Hill, you could throw on the second-string quarterback, the third-string quarterback. God, if they had gotten down to the fourth quarterback and they needed to play Cedric Wilson as the emergency QB, I still feel like Tyreek Hill would have gotten over 100 yards. He has yesterday 12 catches for 177 yards. He was all over the freaking field. I wish he yes. didn't suffer cramps every game because he's got to miss a few downs with cramps. Then he comes back from the locker room after the cramps. He plays better than he did before the cramps. He's used to that Kansas City. It's, you know, it's cold up in Kansas City, and he's just not used to this heat down here. And the way the kid runs, he's always like 100 miles an hour. I, I mean, he goes in motion, and it's like, man, I'm exhausted already. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's – He's just in great shape. Unfortunately, he's cramping up out down here or down here, and that happens in this heat. So, I mean, I just love to watch the kid play, and I hope they continue to get the ball to him. What I'm disappointed is a couple weeks ago when I bet on him on the over for the first time, that's the game he didn't have the over. He had like 75 yards or something like that. So I got to get – I got to get that right somehow, somewhat. Yeah. Which game is the game where it's going to be normal Tyree kill? Simple as that. I think I had his over on that same game. Was that was that the Cincinnati game? I think it was. I think it was. I think I think I had I think his over for that yep. one as well. Uh, that's when all these quarterback injuries started to happen, though. So and yep. and listen, the, the I, I can criticize the Dolphins. Uh, passing game yesterday uh they put up big time numbers i mean 385 passing yards with bridgewater yes, getting 329 of those yeah the, the numbers, the numbers are, there. are there you know skyler before he left the game was 7 of 13 for 89 yards uh tyreek i mentioned 12 catches 177 jalen waddle had six catches for 129 mike gesicki was money yesterday caught two touchdowns and i thought his gritty was fine that first dance that he did he was getting ripped on TV. You be he you, was Mike. much better this time. Yeah. Like, he made it his now. He got his own little thing to it. So I'm waiting for someone to do it the way he does it. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Vilma was on the TV broadcast, just like ripping him to shreds for the dance. I'm like, come on, Vilma. They, they can't all dance as good as you apparently can, man. Like, just like, give That's the guy right. a break. That's right. <laughs> give the guy a break for a second. Um, so let me see what, what, what else do we, anything, anything that really stand out to you, Troy defensively, because the dolphins did, they did break late with that Dalvin cook long touchdown. That's just something that he does. And they started to, they started to give up a couple of big, uh, catches to Jefferson, but it really wasn't until very, very late that he started to get going. He did end up with six receptions for 107 yards, had the 47-yarder late. But I, I thought that the defense overall played fantastic. And they, they were making Wilkerson, Kirk Cousins look really ordinary for most of that and game. And Wilkerson, he was stout in the middle once again, applying pressure, came up with two plays in a row, big stops against them. I mean, they got some guys that are playing. They just need their whole ensemble of players out there one time so we can get a true picture of this entire thing coming yeah. together yeah yeah so how much I mean, let field me ask goals you. we're missing yeah. field goals right yes we're supposed to do it used to be money now all of a sudden it's like will we make this well you know sanders he used to be money no more 
it starts to feel like you're watching a college kicker, right? When a college kicker, even for an extra point, they step up there like, oh, my God, what's going to happen, right? That, that's how you start yeah. to feel now with Jason Sanders. Exactly. You're just not sure now. Cool it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? And because I and I know that this is going to sound like I'm just complaining um, because every team deals with injuries throughout an NFL season. The Dolphins have ha- had, have had to deal with more injuries and more significant injuries than most. If this team had just a little bit of luck injury-wise, and that includes Tua, if he was healthy enough to start all six games so far, I honestly feel the Dolphins would have probably a 5-1, and one, maybe even 6-0 and oh record right now. That's how we feel about Tua right now. The, yeah. the offense looks well-oiled. They know exactly what they want to do. They, could, they got a nice boot game going. Now the running game should come off of that. Yes, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Tua back on the football field, you know, leading this Miami Dolphins offense. And I think the entire team will get a boost out of that. The entire team. Yeah. Hopefully I'm, Jason Sanders as well. Yeah, hopefully. L- let me read some comments coming in from the people. And make sure you guys, if you're on here right now watching us live at 345, you can always hit us up on the live chat. It's free. If you do want to leave us something in the super chat, that's greatly appreciated. You don't have to. It's not mandatory. You can chat for free to your heart's content. Hey, time out. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Doing some discipline over there. <laughs> Troy is laying down the law. Oh, yeah, 49ers as well. That's another one with the injury bug. I did say I did, the, the Dolphins have had worse injury luck than most, but uh, Tang Yang points out the 49ers would like to say something about Is it Mike McDaniel's fault? Because the team that he just left and the team that he now coaches are, are ravaged by injuries. Is he the common denominator there? Does he work his guys too hard? Oh, no, he doesn't work them too hard. No, They don't understand. allow them to work them too hard. I tell you, you can point at one thing. You can always point at, and I'm not doing that, but you when you have a number of injuries in particular in one position, like the DB position for the Miami Dolphins is almost decimated right now. You got to look at certain things when it comes to how you got them ready to go. And I'm going all the way back to the offseason, preseason, all that stuff. Sometimes – you got to do a little tweaking here or there because injuries are just injuries. But when you get pulled muscles and things of that nature, that's when you got to start, you know, digging deep and saying, are we doing something wrong here? Are we doing something right here? Right. Have you ever, and, and I ask you this question, it, it could pertain to the Dolphins. It could also pertain to my Hurricanes who have suffered a lot of injuries. I, I've had some people who have started to like flood my comments, trying to blame strength and conditioning coaches, right? Like you how much of an effect, like if you have a strength and conditioning regime, and I don't know if it's the case in either of the local teams, if they're doing right. too much, cause I'm not, in, I'm not in the weight room with these guys. I don't know. Like, can, can you have potentially a team that suffers too many injuries because the strength and conditioning coach is doing something wrong? You absolutely can have that. You, you have to change some things around to make sure that – and I don't know what it is. I really right. don't. But there could be a, a definite connection when it comes to that. Definite. Okay. I do not say, ah, oh, you're talking nonsense. But, yeah, depending on okay. how you train or do certain drills, I don't know why, but 
it's just like that. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Hello to uh, to Devin. Uh, I think maybe a handful of the people playing offensive line <laughs> would deserve to be benched if uh, if they even had enough depth to do that. Thanks to AR. Uh, how do you guys feel about the team using a faster tempo? I've noticed that we seem to play better with whomever is quarterbacking with the pa- faster pace. Uh, it definitely, like Troy, it looked like the first uh, the first handful of games with Tua out there, they were able to develop more of a rhythm. Like, how much did yes. the tempo? Does the tempo come strictly from play calling? Because you also you also have to execute in order for there to be tempo. It does, but. If you look at how Tua plays, he's a rhythm quarterback. Yeah, he is. And so everything just seems like it's just flowing, like it just goes, it just goes. And now you change things, and it wasn't. Now with Skyler yesterday to start that game, dude, no. <laughs> with Skyler to start that game, I, I go back to the play calling early on in that football game. I thought it was more Tua-like. They had him out on the corner a little bit. It was just more flow to what was going on in the football game. It was tempo, it was flow. We know what we want to do, and everyone was on the same page. So we got to get that back, and hopefully we'll get that back with two. We do, and hello to B. Smokey. You are not wrong about injuries. Hello to Indade. Dolphins will come on strong in the back half of the season. Uh, Yeah, it's it's been so weird, Troy, because if – you had told us um, before the season began that they were going to be three and three after six weeks. We'd say that that sounds about right, but you'd figure, you know, three of the losses would probably different way. <laughs> yeah, that three of the losses would have come like during the first four games where they went three and one during the first four games, and maybe would have gone th- four and zero oh if you know if, uh, if if that you know Thursday night mishap hadn't happened with Tua getting concussed and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely not the games we expected. But uh, I, I think they could definitely have a big back half of the year. They better have a big back and a half year. Like, everything was rosy. Yeah. When it comes to the new head coach, everyone's on board. You like everything that he says, everything that he does. So now, you know, this happens in, during the course of a football season to most teams. You hit this this wall, and I'm not saying that you run out of gas, but for whatever reason, whether it's injuries or or just the opponent that you're playing or just the, the ball just doesn't bounce your way, you just luck out. And you have – you know, football teams usually, unlike Carolina Panthers right now, like they're definitely imploding up there. Mm. But teams usually get closer – because guys really care that much and they take their craft very seriously and they try and buckle down. So you start to question yourself, am I doing everything right? All right, I got to do this here. I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to put 20 more minutes into studying this or studying that just to get a little tip, a little edge in this football game. And I think that's going to start to take place or should be taking place for the Miami Dolphins, especially after you lose Three in a row. Nothing feels good. Food doesn't taste right. Shower doesn't feel good. Mm. Everything just sucks. So you want to get back on that, that winning streak. It's no better time to start than Sunday night against the Steelers. Well said. Uh, I, I want to circle back to this because I think we touched on this very briefly earlier in the show. But Dolphantina says, 
don't you think every team will be gunning for Tua? That's the reality, right? I mean, obviously, like, no one wants to think, like, no one's going to approach this and saying, like, oh, we want to permanently injure this guy. But at the same no. time, when you step in between those white lines, you're, you're fair game. Like, you always want to pressure a quarterback, but I think teams know – it's going to be in the back of Tua's mind what happened to him. They're going to Absolutely. try to rattle him. They're going to try to hit Absolutely. him. It's going to happen. You're not trying to hurt him, but you just know that he has some stuff going on upstairs, right? He's thinking himself, am I going to be all right? How's this going to happen? You know, whenever you get injured, major injury, and I'm going to put this concussion thing in that major category, but – like I had an ACL, so I tore ACL. So I missed a year. To After that year, when got back to the first practice, you know, they don't let anyone hit you or anything. I'm sitting there saying, I can't wait to get hit. Just, just someone hit me. Like, I need to know that I'm not going to break, that I'm right. going to be able to get off the ground and walk back to the huddle and run another play. And so two is sitting there. With that question mark in his head saying, okay, am I all right? Am I going to be all right? I know he doesn't want to get hit like I wanted to get hit, you know, different positions. But Tua, if I'm a defense coordinator playing against him, oh, I'm definitely crowding the line. I'm going to make this guy think way more than he has normally been thinking like in the first three games of the season prior to the injury. Uh, Tang Yang asks, He's two of one concussion away from being out for the season. Uh, I, I think every every concussion is different. Every person is different. I, I would say, though, Troy, and again, like I can't speak on this medically because, you know, no, no two concussions were created equal. I will say that, God forbid, if Tua suffers another concussion, I don't think the like the angry Twitter mob would ever let him play again. But you, you may have to shut him down for the year because the NFL would be so afraid of the optics. Right. Right. I think if he suffers one more, he is done for the rest of the year. Yeah. And possibly longer. Because it's not like you could test it out. Yeah. You know, the ACL, you could test it out. I'm up there lifting weights. I see the strength is back. My speed is back. A concussion, how do you test that? You, you can't. What, what are you going to put him in some boxing training class and take a couple of punches? Like, you can't test it. So... This is very, like, this is uncharted here. Yeah. We have no idea how to deal with this. Yeah, so we're, we're all learning on the fly. The NFL's learning on the fly. I, I want to send a huge shout-out and thank you to everybody who's taken time out of your day to watch and listen to Troy and me on the Extra Yard. Guys, make sure you subscribe to our audio podcast. Subscribe to Three Yards Per Carry. You probably do already. Uh, that's where our audio feed gets dropped. We're a sister show to three yards per carry. You already know Alfredo, Simon, and Chris do an unbelievable job. It is the best Miami Dolphins podcast, and I think the numbers back that up. I think it is the top podcast in the world covering Miami Dolphins football. They are gracious enough to share their feed with us. So if you haven't subscribed yet to three yards per carry, make sure you do that. If you haven't subscri subscribed yet to Five Reason Sports on YouTube, Make sure you do that as well and hit the thumbs up button on this video if you're watching us. Troy, can't thank you enough, sir. And l let's hope we've got a happier result to talk about next Monday. Yeah, we got to change this vibe. We got to get back in the win column, baby.
Yeah, and, and get back in the uh, the Tua column. Let's let's see Tua go out there, throw for four touchdowns right down Brian Flores' throat. Just like just destroy, destroy that beef low linebacking core, and then let's uh, let's have some happy conversations next week. I will see. I'm, you I'm, I'm in on that. Second. Yeah. I love it. Great stuff there from Troy Stratford. Huge shout out to everybody who joined us and and partook in the live chat. Thanks again to Josh for leaving us a super chat. Can't thank you enough for that. We will talk to everybody again next Monday on another episode of The Extra Yard, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. See ya. Light up.